The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast, and it is Super Bowl week here on the Even Money Podcast, which is presented by betonline.ag, your online sports book experts. Use the promo code PODCAST1. You get a 50% sign-up bonus today. We are recording this very early because, number one, it's easier for Steve and I and our travel schedules at the Super Bowl. And number two, the earlier we record it, the earlier you can place your bets and get ahead of the number in a lot of different instances. And that's our goal for you guys is to try to get you ahead of the number. The Steve I reference, most of you are regulars. You listen all year. He is at Fezzik Sports on Twitter. Steve Fezzik, the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of professional football gambling. Uh, the Super Contest at the Westgate Casino. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years, had a really nice year so far betting the NFL, really hoping to finish strong with the Super Bowl. Programming note, by the way, we are year-round. So, like, next week, we'll talk, we'll kind of do a Super Bowl recap, and we might get into what our season win total numbers were which is always fun because we had a really good year from our preseason season win totals, a really good year. So we'll talk about those and do the final grades on those next week in addition to the Super Bowl recap. Then before you know it, we'll already be talking about next year's season win totals. And we always dive into March Madness, NBA, Kentucky Derby, all of the major sports betting events. We're here for you. We're weekly. And what's cool is we get a chance to get other professional gamblers on as guests and even some of you as guests over the coming weeks. So highly encourage you to keep listening to the Even Money podcast because it is money. Just like I highly encourage those of you that haven't gotten a Valentine's Day gift yet for your significant other, trust me when I tell you my front page story 
com. The best Valentine's Day gift ever. You go to myfrontpagestory.com, you order a story for your significant other. They set up a time to chat with you when you're driving home from work or you're driving to Chick-fil-A or whatever. You talk to them for 10 minutes about your significant other, what she's like, what she does for the family, how much you appreciate her. They write the most unbelievable story. It looks like it's on the cover of the newspaper when they send it to you framed and when she sees the quotes from you saying i just don't tell her enough how much i appreciate everything she does for us i'm just telling you guys there's something crazy powerful about reading that in print and it looking like it was a a newspaper story like who gets a story for someone that's the best gift ever i had a story written about you for valentine's day i had a story written about you for Valentine's Day, myfrontpagestory.com. All right, Steve. Well, I love that we're getting this to everybody a week early, several days before we normally do, but it's good because we want to get them that information now so they can make their bets now. And let's start with the props, Steve. You talked about it a little bit on last week's show. Before I ask you questions about some specific props, I wanted to get your thoughts on the props that you definitely want to stay away from, the props that you definitely want to place wagers on, and of course, your official prop bets for the week. Yeah, so let's stay away from the needle in the haystack props, and frankly, the mainstream media, this is what they're going to be giving out left and right. Who's going to score first? Exactly how many points is Kansas City or San Francisco going to win by? Exactly how many points are they going to score? And I can tell you those are the bets that the dastardly bookies have the biggest edges. That's the bets that Dave Mason is going to win with at Bet Online because someone's going to be right and 50 other people are going to be wrong in each one of these props, and that's why Bet Online is going to have a monster Super Bowl because of those bets. Got it. So any needle in the haystack, we say no. You like more of like the uh, yes or no type of prop bets, right? Exactly right. So if they if they ask you what's the margin of victory going to be, is it going to be San Fran by one to three, four to six, seven to ten? No, no, no. Don't bet that way. What you want to do is you want to have a proposition that you can bet yes or no. Over or under. Example, Patrick Mahomes, pass yards. You don't want to bet that he's going to pass for exactly 300 to 320 yards. You want to bet, is he going to go over 305 yards or under 305 yards? That's the way the pros attack the props. And, Ross, last night, the Las Vegas Westgate is the prop leader in um, the world, really. And they opened up about 500 props to the wise guys. They take $2,000 a crack on these So uh, the props are popping up everywhere in Vegas and in other places. So uh, let's flesh that out a little bit. You always say, like, you you win and do well on the props every year, don't you? Yes, I'd like to say I win every year. You know, what's interesting about that is that I could win every year. If that was only my goal is to turn a profit every year, I could guarantee a profit simply by doing nothing but by scalping props. And what do I mean by that? Oh, I could play over yesterday at William Hill. They, they had a prop. Will both teams make a 35-yard field goal? And I bet no. 
At the Westgate, they had a prop. Will both teams make a 33-yard field goal? And I bet yes. And you see where I'm going is that if um, one team kicks a long field goal and the other team kicks a 33- to 35-yard field goal, I'm going to middle it and I'm going to win money. So the disparity between the lines at different places on these props can be very significant. Contrast that to the spread on the game. The entire world has Kansas City either a one or a one and a half point favorite. So you then, do you do that a lot? Do you middle a lot of these different props? Yes. If I have a profitable middle, I will certainly fire it in on both sides. The one thing that I, I guess I'll customize it, Ross, is that if I like one bet a lot more than another bet, I'll usually bet what I consider to be the better bet more significantly because um, I hate to make a, a bet the other way just to lock in a profit when I, don't, when I really like the first bet. And there are times I'll just play the first bet and say, you know what, that number's so far off, I don't care that I can middle it. I'm going to roll the dice with it. Okay, well, let's, let's get into them then. Um, what are your official prop bet plays at this point for the Super Bowl? I have three of them. I'm going to start out, go one by one, and you can comment on them. All these are going to be for two units. Patrick Mahomes, I'm going over 29 rush yards. Let me make the case. We've got a really great situation, in my opinion, where Mahomes, during the regular season, he ran about three times per game. And remember, he had the ankle issues. He had the dislocated kneecap. But since the playoffs have started, he's run the ball for 53 yards in both of the playoff games. And now he gets a good matchup. The Kansas City rush defense is not their strength, number 29 in the league and by football outsiders. I expect Mahomes will continue to run the ball seven or eight times, and if he does, I expect him to get about 50 yards over 29. Patrick Mahomes, rush yards. Okay, that's interesting, Um, especially because how good the Niners' defensive line is and how fast their linebackers are. You do think that the D-line is going to get some pressure. He's going to have to run. So I like that part of it. Um, but then their linebackers are really, really fast. So that's interesting. Um, what has he had the last couple weeks, Steve? 53 yards in both games. Wow, I didn't know it was exactly even both weeks. Uh, that's fascinating. I can see it. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to piggyback off you on that one, but I can absolutely see it because it does feel like in a game like this, you know, no holds barred, desperate times call for desperate measures. You know, you got to pull out all the stops. Every cliche I can throw out right now, um, I mean, he's going to get after it and go after it. That's for sure. Pretty remarkable, by the way. I believe, Steve, according to Dr. Chow, who comes on Monday's Ross Tucker football podcast, Mahomes still needs surgery on that knee after the season to make sure the kneecap is properly stabilized moving forward. It's kind of crazy how much success he's had running and how he hasn't – it doesn't really look like it's bothered him. Not at all. And, of course, the highlight of the NFL year, that touchdown run at the end of the first half against the Tennessee Titans, uh, no thought of going out of bounds, cutting it back in, scoring the touchdown. Um, All right, what is your second prop bet? Second prop bet, number of players to attempt the pass. I am going to go under two and a half passers. And this is just based upon the history of these two teams. 
in the playoffs, San Fran has not had anyone but Jimmy G throw the ball. Same with Mahomes. And as it turns out, over the course of the season, San Francisco only had two pass attempts, one by each of their wide receivers. And Kansas City has only had one pass attempt by a non-quarterback. Their punter, Colquitt, had one attempt. And frankly, as badly as Colquitt has performed on, in some special team gaffes lately, the last thing I would expect is Kansas City to fake a punt and throw the ball. So with a, um, if over the entire course of the season these teams have played it straight up without any of the trickery, I do not see it coming in the Super Bowl under two and a half passers for two units. Wow, that's interesting. You got two of the more creative play callers in the league. I don't think either team has an obvious passer second passer candidate do they um like some of these other teams do and although we have seen it seems like more and more teams willing to try those sort of things steve in the super bowl the last few years we certainly have but i'm a big believer in teams tend to keep doing what got them there and the fact that these teams have not had to do any kind of trickery at all i just don't see it in the big game all right, what is your third prop bet? Third prop bet, I'm going to bet the second half to outscore the first half. Now you're going to have to lay minus $1.45 on this one for two units, and it's all about the Super Bowl history. Teams tend to be careful. They tend to be tight. They tend to be conservative. And so as it turns out, if you'd bet this since the year 2000, Ross, you're 14, 4, and 1. The second half has been higher scoring than the first half by more than seven points per game. And it makes sense to me. The first half teams are, uh, you make the case, are too conservative. In the second half, caution to the wind. Teams will do anything to get back in the game if they get behind. We're going to bet the second half to outscore the first half. Yeah, that would seem to be a winner every year. What about, um, don't you normally do like an overtime bet? You know, I do like the no overtime. I hate to make it an official pick because I don't want to risk a whole lot on it and you have to risk $9 to win a dollar. So as a pizza bet won't be an official bet, you absolutely can go ahead and bet a couple units to win you know, 0.2 or 0.25 units that the game will not go overtime. 53 Super Bowls a year to date, only one of them has gone overtime. Right, and that's sort of a cheap bet to make here when we're just doing units without all the factoring in the juice. You know what I mean? So I, I appreciate that because that that is kind of lame um some of these other lines um i'm looking at you know the the first half line any value there in chiefs minus half a point niners plus half a point it can't go there because kansas city has struggled in the playoffs to start out and i know they somehow took the lead in both games which was a minor miracle but they were down double digits in both of the games that were played. So I'm going to go ahead and pass on Kansas City in the first half. Yeah, I guess my thought was why not take the Niners in the first half? They've been jumping on people like the Packers and the um, Vikings. Meanwhile, the Chiefs have fallen behind the last two games in the first half. Yeah, I think that does make sense. And it would be the only side I would look to is to play San Francisco in the first half Plus the half, yes. Plus the half's hard to find, though. It is available at a few books. You have to lay, uh, it looks like you have to lay minus $1.20 if you shop around. 
Yeah, I'm looking. I mean, that, that's I have an email from BetOnline.ag, uh, our online sportsbook experts, and that's what I'm seeing. So I'm going to put two units on the Niners plus a half in the first half. I think if the Niners get them, they get them in the first half. You know, Chiefs might have trouble stopping the run in the first half. They didn't do a great job against Derrick Henry and the Titans. They did a better job after after the first half. What about, um, and we'll get into the total with Brian momentarily. Um, you don't like any of the MVP award props, correct? Correct. If I had um, to bet it, I'd bet Mahomes to win MVP just because I can't envision a scenario KC wins that it isn't because of Mahomes, but I don't want to go there. You don't like first touchdown score. You don't like player to score first Niners touchdown, first Chiefs touchdown, um, largest lead of the game by either team, total first downs, total touchdowns. Team to score the longest touchdown is interesting. Shortest touchdown, special teams or defensive touchdown. Will there be a safety in the game? You ever hit that one up? I used to play no safety because like 7% of NFL games have safeties and you could bet no safety in Vegas, like only lay in minus 800. I know that sounds like a lot, but if you made that bet in each and every regular season game, you would clean up and do great because there'd be on average one safety per week. And you would go with, with the bye weeks, you'd go like 13 and one. However, the Super Bowl is a different animal. And how many times do I have to watch Tom Brady make an uncharacteristic mistake in his own end zone giving up a safety or have a Peyton Manning have the ball zing past his ear because he's not looking for it on a snap out of the end zone there's another safety uncontingent predictable unpredictable contingent events seem to happen more Ross in Super Bowls than regular season games with all that added pressure and noise and thus I am passing on betting no safety it's unbelievable longest field goal total punts total penalties Offensive pass interference, penalty for excessive celebration, player ejection, onside kick. Overtime is plus 800 for yes, minus 1,200 for no. Uh, Total players to attempt to pass, we did that one. It's amazing. I mean, Steve, they just keep going and going and going. Like, I could go on and on and on. Um, Let me ask you, Ross, what what do you show for total number of penalties? The reason I'm asking is... If I could get a 13, I would go under because historically what happens, there's, I, I'm convinced the memo goes after the Super Bowl refs. Call this game 13 and a the half. very best, call a fair game, but whatever you do, we don't want to see a 20-penalty Super Bowl, and then the talking heads are going crazy about how the game's being ruined. Tom Brady's tweeting about it, and so Super Bowls have tended to be lower in terms of penalties. I know the last 10 years, the average number of penalties has been 11 and a half. So, yeah, it's 13 and a half. Oh, I'll go Total penalties I'll, I'll over under. under 13 and a half for two units. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm going two units under 13 and a half penalties. And there's no, like, juice on it. Like, it's just that's the number on the over under. They're not going to call that many penalties. I, I'm convinced they're told, keep it in your pants. You know what I mean? Don't be uh, don't be throwing the flag. I am convinced of that. So excellent advice to everybody in Miami this week. I would say, (laughs) 
There you go, Steve. Very nice. They literally have receiving and reception yards for like every player for both teams. I mean, it's it is stunning how many prop bets they have. Uh, we got to the important ones there. Now let's get to the actual game betting line. It is should be intense. Let's do it, Bry. All right, guys. San Francisco, they're getting one point in this game with an over-under of 54. Ross, why don't you start it off? And these lines, as we have said before, presented by betonline.ag using that promo code PODCAST1. Correct. PODCAST1, 50% welcome bonus. All the player props we just went over, they're all betonline.ag as well. So we totally have you guys covered in that regard. Right after the conference championship games, I think this is going to be an awesome Super Bowl. And right after the conference championship games, I kind of leaned towards the Chiefs because of Patrick Mahomes and because he's just so good. He's a dynamic quarterback. But I really do believe that if you look at the history of the Super Bowl and the team with the better quarterback – is playing the team whose offensive and defensive lines are playing better and are more dominant, it just seems like the team whose lines are playing better is the team that usually wins that matchup. And I don't know, Steve, I don't want you to give away your pick yet, but would you agree on that, that it seems like the dominant lines – have been more important than the better quarterback in the Super Bowl over the last 10, 15, 20 years? Yeah, two Super Bowls stand out to me. Um, The Carolina-Denver Super Bowl, Cam Newton MVP, and Peyton Manning clearly um, not just having slipped, but having lost it completely. Denver's lines dominated. Denver wins the game. And, of course, uh, the Seattle-Denver Super Bowl where Peyton Manning was God all year long and just had a tremendous year, and the Legion of Boom opened up the boom on Denver, and um, Seattle absolutely crushed Denver in that game. That, In fact, that Super Bowl kind of compares the most to this Super Bowl in many ways where the public, I know, all bet Denver in that game, but Seattle wound up being the right side. Now, this, the question is, Does San Francisco really have a dominant defense? Certainly not like Seattle's had that year, but those two games stand out. Yeah, it it really does. Um, All right, so then as far as I'm concerned, I'm I'm taking the 49ers. Um, I'll put – man, debating. I went two units for the first half. I'm just going to go one unit for the game. So two units on the under, on the penalties – Two units on the two units under thirteen and a half on the penalties. Two units on the Niners getting half a point in the first half, and I'm going to go one unit on the Niners getting one point for the game, and I'm also going to go one unit on the over fifty four. I really think it's going to be a high scoring game. I, I I really do. I think. Now, you know, a lot of people thought that last year, and we saw what happened. And sometimes it feels like when we all think it's going to be a high-scoring game, instead it's the exact opposite. But 54, I mean, that's 27 for each team. I wouldn't be surprised if they both get into the 30s. I think 
You've got two of the best play callers, maybe the two best play callers in the NFL these days going against each other. You've got an unbelievable blocking run, run blocking unit. You've got Patrick Mahomes, who's been unstoppable. And I know the Niners' defense is really good, but I don't know. Second half, Packers scored a bunch. The Seahawks game, they scored a bunch. The Saints game, they scored a bunch. So I've got one unit on the over 54, one unit on the Niners getting one point. And as I mentioned, two units on the under 13.5 penalties and two units on the Niners getting a half a point in the first half. I think if, if it, it, I think they're going to do well in the first half and it's just up to the Chiefs whether or not they're able to make a comeback then in the second half. What say you, Mr. Fezzik? Before I get to the side, I think we have a best bet on the penalties under 13.5. Bri, cue up the music. The best bet. All right, I think you had an excellent analysis on the side. You know, I can make cases for both teams. Mahomes is playing at a level we've never seen before. Andy Reid is great off of a bye where his teams cover two-thirds of the times. And there are some matchup edges that you could possibly point to for Kansas City because of the fact that um, Jimmy G is largely unproven here in the playoffs. All he's had to do is hand the ball off. However, I do think that San Francisco can have great success running the ball against Kansas City's weakness, their rush defense, and my gut says that it's not a good idea to bet on the, the public team, Kansas City, when playing a team, like you said, Ross, that has the better lines. So I am an expert at this. I am a guy that makes a living betting sports, and I'm supposed to have a pick on the Super Bowl, and I do have a pick, the props I gave out. I'm not going to give a pick. I could make thousands of dollars by coming out and saying, hey, this is my Super Bowl lock of the century. I love this side, but I'm not personally betting it, so I'm not going to do it. So if, I, if that disappoints people, I apologize. Bet more on the props that I gave out to summarize those. I'm playing Mahomes over 29 rush yards. I'm playing they'll be under two and a half passers in the game. I am playing the second half to outscore the first half, and I'm playing penalties under 13 and a half. Well, I, I like that, Steve. You know why? Because you, you're, you're, that's, that's what we say we do. We, we give you guys what we bet on, what we would make an official play, because we want you to win money. We're not going to make up what we would bet. And as you can tell, I'm not as confident in the total and the the winner with only one unit as I am in the penalties and the first half. So I respect that, Steve. Do you have a lean either way on both the total and the team? It's not an official play, but if you had to pick one, which direction do you think you would go for each? I'm going to give you four picks, four leans. Your San Francisco first half would be a lean. Kansas City second half would be a lean because Kansas City has started so slowly here in the playoffs. First half under would be, certainly be the way I would look, and second half over. Got it. I love it. Very good. Speaking of very good, let's get to an email, Bright. Ever wanted to ask a professional sports better a question? It's time to ask Steve. How cool is that? I love it. You can ask Steve. 
any question you want. I know a lot of you have questions. We'll get into all of them this offseason. Remember, if you take advantage of any of the sponsors on the sponsor tab at RossTucker.com, you are all good. Any of the sponsors on the sponsor tab at RossTucker.com, forward it to me. Ross at RossTucker.com. Again, Ross at RossTucker.com. And we guarantee Steve will answer your question. Here's what we got this week, Steve. It's from Craig Hansen. Hi, Ross. I have an interesting question. Maybe you guys can cover this week. I love doing teasers, especially when the line is 78 or around there. Does it make sense to bet a teaser like that down to one or even zero or just do a money line parlay? I had a Packers, Vikings, and Niners seven-point teaser yesterday. If you think the teams are going to win, doesn't it make more sense just to do a money line parlay? I think maybe he meant when the line is seven or eight or around there, not 78. Um but I think you get his drift about money line versus teasers, Steve. Yeah, absolutely. And the answer to the question is the teaser is better than the money line parlays because the teaser odds you're essentially if you're laying a dollar ten on a six point NFL teaser, that's like laying minus two sixty on each individual leg. The money line legs will be more expensive, so you want to go ahead and play the teasers. This is covered actually in Stanford Wong's book. I believe it's sharp sports betting, so that's something you can go ahead and order and read up on it. One other thing I want to address is you never want to tease to pick them, all right? You only want to take enough points because you can play a six, a six and a half, or a seven-point teaser. You want to tease that team down to minus one or down to minus a half. You don't, or even minus one and a half, but you never want to tease all the way to pick because that's a worthless extra half point that you're paying extra vig for to bring it all the way to pick them. So never put a team all the way down to pick them in, in your teaser. And that's why he's Steve Fezzik. And that's why he's the co-host of this podcast because he knows the numbers. Good question. Let's keep getting more and more questions this off season. Can't wait to dive into them with you, Steve. That'll do it for this week's even money podcast. Send in those emails Ross at RossTucker.com. Hopefully you're following both of us on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or whatever. At RTF Podcast, at Ross Tucker NFL, at Fezzik Sports. And other than that, good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.